Welcome to the CrossFit to Awar podcast, where we talk about health, fitness, and explore the local community of Fenton, Michigan. We're your hosts, Jen and Andrew Charlesworth. Want to visit us? Head over to www.crossfittoabor.com or check us out on Instagram at CrossFit to Abor. Welcome to the CrossFit to Abor Fitness in Fenton podcast with me, R. Andrew Charlesworth. The dogs walking around in their claws and the cutest, the top of the world. My one special only, Jennifer Lindolpa, dash Charlesworth, <laughs> hyphen. Say hi. Hey. What are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to do rapid fire questions for each other. This is a late podcast. We missed last week. We were traveling to San Diego for the CrossFit headquarters training staff summit, uh-huh. which was fun. It was fun. We almost did it in the hotel room. We did, but it was such a busy week. Yeah. I thought it was a weekend. And we got to learn a lot of stuff um, that we'll always share with you guys. So that was fun. So prefacing this, I don't know where my tiny person's little wine glass went, but I have a uh, a little watered down old fashioned Mm -hmm. and this is shooting from the hip. So you get to see the true professional honesty. Yeah. And the goal is if we're, we're live. So if we have any questions come in through there, not like anyone, but three people are watching then we'll kind of maybe incorporate or answer them. But otherwise, we're at least going to do five each that don't have to be related necessarily to the gym or fitness or something, or it can be, or we're going to try to stump each other. So in uh, like any good old male would say, I would say ladies first. Uh, okay. What's your biggest fear? Oh, man. <laughs> well, there's, there's physical fears. Then there's like – family fears and and emotional fear. So you asked what my biggest fear is. My biggest fear is that I will have no one to talk to. (laughs) I mean, that is what it is. Like I, I thrive off of community and environment and I thrive off of energy and bouncing ideas and just listening to people. I, I actually enjoy listening Maybe you might not think that, but it's true. So, like, I don't enjoy just um, being alone. If I'm alone, if I'm alone, time out. That's Jack's. If I'm alone, don't pause it. Okay. Alone, pause it. Pause it. My biggest fear is that dogs will work during the podcast. That's it. I mean, I got it. Okay. My first one is done. All right. The second one is I'm going to ask for you is <laughs> if you had to give up one thing right now that you currently do that you don't necessarily enjoy doing, what would that one thing be? What do you mean? Give up. That's you get to you have to interpret it for everything. Can you repeat the question? You had to give up one thing right now. Okay. That mm-hmm. you don't necessarily enjoy doing. You but you have to give it up now. Like it's something you don't like that you necessarily do. Oh, uh caring what other people think about me. Mm. So I think with our industry we're 
always getting feedback, no matter what, which is part of the job, right? Yep. You do a lecture on the weekend and you get feedback, which that's how we get better. Um, or even as simple as something happened at the gym and I don't know, someone makes a comment. Like I, I, I wish that I could just rise above that a little bit more. Someone insults the program. Someone insults the program. Because you write it and it's like somebody called your baby ugly. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. That was that was that was pretty damn good. All right, you get to ask me one. I don't we don't have any questions in, so we'll just keep firing back and forth. Um, so the next question is what has been your greatest success? Holy shit. Um I mean, my greatest success was acquiring you into my life. If I'm I was hoping you would say that. <laughs> I mean, there, there's no, there's no riffs about it. Um, I don't know. There's probably not a lot of young men listening, but in a past life, I was just the life of the party, the this, the that, the you know, probably would never have a girlfriend or <laughs> anything of that nature. And then when I saw this one that was it. And a lot of people describe that as like, oh, I don't know, but I was like, yep, that's one I'll give up and I'll give off, give up this wife beater with beats by Dre headphones <laughs> that I have on right now. Your attire's come a long way. Yeah. If she'll just kind of hang out with me and the, the, the determination I had for that was like, I mean, we had Facebook messenger, Right. Mm-hmm. That was it. And you had to be on Facebook Messenger to see if someone was online back then. Yeah. I would sit on Facebook Messenger, not browse the internet, and just like wait for your little online thing to pop up so I could say hi. So that success of actually snagging you would uh, 100% be my greatest success. You know what? That's the right answer. Why? Because you make me feel special. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it should be the right answer. Yeah. It's the truth, you know? I mean, I can't say I haven't had some successes myself, but none of them compared to having you. Thanks, hon. That was nice. Now you're going to say something mean about me, aren't you? I'm not. It's your turn. It's your question. Um, All right. So, ooh, we'll go on the flip-flop, right? Okay. What are your biggest regrets? Regrets? Regrets. Not even one letter? (laughs) No. What are your biggest regrets? You, You may take some time. You know, I have to say, this might be a little cliche, but if I had regretted anything in my life, I wouldn't be where I am today. Like, if I could go back and change things, I wouldn't have maybe had the job that I have now or met you or anything. So I don't look back. I can honestly say this. I don't ever look back and be like, wow, I regret doing that. Okay. Because at some point... And I'm, I'm not just saying that to be cliche. I I think I take lessons from everything. Oh, serendipity? Is that what they call that? I don't know what that means. I'm pretty sure. I mean, we'll have maybe somebody will make a comment if someone's watching. Serendipity, I think, is like something that happens in time ripples or something. Mm. Could be. Yeah, there is, there is nothing in this life that I regret. Wow. Okay, so you're not going to get off that easy, though. That was my question. No, no, I know. But, okay, so like... So obviously it's not big. You have no big moral or spiritual regrets. But you, well, you've had trouble saving your hours lately. But you had to. Have, I mean, like you know, you got a tattoo you didn't like. Like you got to have something to move on in the game. 
Oh, that's not fair. Yeah, it is. You I, got it, it. Can even be like a shirt. I wore the shirt when I was in fourth grade, and I got made fun of. Like, yeah, I regret wearing that shirt that day. One time. Uh-huh. Oh, I think you know the story. What? It's not even a regret, though. You cornered me. Say it. It's not a regret. Okay, say it. The story. Yeah. When I was riding my bike with my friends. To the grocery store, Kroger is where like we went, mm-hmm. you know, to like be cool when we were in fifth grade. Yep. And there was these older boys sitting in front of the Kroger, and I, I fell off my bike, <laughs> <laughs> and the handlebars bent. Okay. And I just ran away. Well. I was so embarrassed. I regret. Riding my bike to Kroger. Okay. Or, but I came back and they were so nice. I came back and my handlebars were fixed. That's the nicest thing I've ever heard. I know. What stallions. Good thing they didn't sweep you up <laughs> and make their best moment. That was 11 or something. Hey, hey plant seeds. That's not uh, even a regret, mentally. but okay. Okay. Um, well, that was good. Your turn. Uh, what's your favorite thing about owning a business? Favorite thing about owning a business is that you this this might sound sound cliche, but you don't answer to anyone. Mm-hmm. But that also could be my least favorite thing about owning a business as well. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes I really wish I could go to an advisory panel or an administrator or an HR. What else? manager and be able to be like, dude, this is happening. What do I do mm-hmm. now? The fact that I don't have to answer to anyone though means at any time, anything can happen. If we want to buy, you know, some sandbags, like we're going to do it. If we change the program, we're going to do it. If we move the gym, we're going to do it. And being able to not have to go above in some chain of commands because you and I suck at that. Uh, we, can, yeah, we, we, we were in kind of that industry with, with good leaders, I would say, regardless of, of anything, mm-hmm. but we hated like, wear your name tag Yeah. or we, sure. we hated, you know, you got to do this or like basically rules. Um, the only reason I hated those types of rules is because they didn't hinder or enhance my performance. I, I hear you. So I like that. that's where I'm at with that, but. Okay. Um, that was a good one. I like that about the business one. I'm going I'm to kind of navigate those waters. If you could, if you could, I'm going to get it. <laughs> if you could have, a business like a gym business like you do uh-huh. and it was able to i don't know house 500 members let's yeah. say we have you know 160 i think 165 right now that gym were to house 500 members where do you think the biggest struggle would be in keeping a community mm. so back when the gym started it was, I mean, obviously you start from ground zero, right? Yep. 10, 20, 34 people. Everyone kind of was one pocket. 
Uh-huh. And then when you get over like one, 100, 150, then they form smaller pockets. Yeah. So I think the hardest thing in keeping a community is not managing those smaller pockets mm-hmm. or like making everyone feel like they're special in some way. Yeah. You know, we still do a good job of making sure we know people, kind of little back things about their lives, but yeah. It's really hard to manage. People don't understand how hard it is for one or two people to manage 200 people. Yeah. Um, so as the gym grows and changes, I think that's our hardest thing. It's not like, how are we going to do the program to make it better? How are we going to keep the bathrooms clean? It's literally making sure we are two people mm-hmm. knowing enough about 200 other people. Yeah. Yeah, because the people who are members of, of at least this gym – you are you're gonna have to know that we're gonna want to know your kids' names, and we're gonna want to know when you're injured or if you're having a hard time. And yeah, I th- and I think the main thing too is just making sure we stay present. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, like what's going on with them in that moment, and for me, that's how I find connection with people. And I actually learned that from you. Nice. So. How can I make them feel special in that moment? And I might not remember their kids' names or know what they do for a living, but like I'm connecting with them on some wavelength in the moment of that hour that I'm with them. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Very elegant. Thanks. Very good. Your turn. What question is this? Is this number? That was number three. I feel like we've done. Oh, really? Uh, that was number three each. Okay. So we've done business, we've done personal. What's your favorite memory in CrossFit? It can be with staff, it can be with the gym, it can be with competing. Like what's your if you think about CrossFit as an umbrella, what's your favorite? That's memory? almost too broad though, because like it's almost like what's your favorite gym memory or what's your favorite HQ memory? Because CrossFit, you know, there's no, CrossFit competing it's my as a question. sport. I just wrenched my jaw. No regrets. No regrets. Um, that's so hard. Uh, okay. Well. You don't have to answer in a way that you think. So like, oh, you didn't say something about the gym. Like, that's sad. Like, you can say whatever. Like, your favorite literally cross the moment. You almost talked me out of it. Oh. Well, I mean, there's like, there's, there's just two. I mean, the thing one that pops to mind on a more broad scale is when we opened the gym. Okay. We opened the gym and we had no idea if this was going to work. This was the first thing that, I mean, I had to pay bills. Right. I think most people forget that if I didn't meet you, I'd be trying to be a pro wrestler in Canada, you know, and like just doing things. Like I, I wasn't extremely, I was very talented. Hmm. very talented never gonna deny that but <laughs> i had no ambition or task a- accomplishing skills mm-hmm. so when we opened the gym i didn't know if this would even work yeah i don't know what taxes like, are i don't know what triple net lease means EIN number EIN. what is that elephant no <laughs> um so i remember that a lot of people don't know but I made the post a couple months, I don't know, maybe like a month ago about Trent Hilger. Mm-hmm. You know, he ended up getting a Division One scholarship to Wisconsin for wrestling and football. And a lot of people don't know that was my first um, client ever. And 
those boys, those teenage boys were so near and dear to my heart and, mm-hmm. and didn't know the gym was going to do well, whatever. You know, you brought like Trisha and and I think Mike Wallen was still there. Like when we'd open, we at least got two people, yeah. right? And sure as shit, we open up the 4 p.m. teens class and like five boys, Justin being one of them. Um, I will always remember that. Well, busting through the door. This is our new gym. Yeah. This is where we're going to throw down. There's no rules. Andrew's a little, you know, risque as it always already is. He's got no governor. Like, let's party. And man, that <laughs> moment, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> they were here. Or at least our parents will pay for their membership. Yeah. You know, and like the, the, that loyalty and commitment. That was great. I mean, shoot, man. Loyalty is an insane thing for us in our relationship mm-hmm. and for how other people. So, I mean, that one is definitely huge, but, but also, um, you know, you and a lot of people don't know, but me, you and Joe Gain used to train, you know, for the sport of CrossFit and it ran our life. And in 2012, the first open we all did, Joe did 2000, Joe did everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so first open is 2011. Jen and I picked up in 2012 and we didn't even know you could read. I didn't do redo any of the workouts and they took the top 60 to regionals and I was 67th. You and Joe made it, crushed it. And so I was like, oh man, this sucks. Like they were training partners. I didn't, didn't get it. Should have redone the muscle up workout. I only needed like one more muscle up, but we didn't even, that just wasn't the thing to redo back then. No. And um, then the following year in 2013, I worked my butt off overcame the fact that I'm like, you know, George Mirasan in, in this league. Probably, I don't know if anyone's going to get that, but it's George Mirasan is a really tall basketball player. Like he, he was too tall to even play, play basketball, a little too uncoordinated. So when I made it, I was like, whoa, like I just did something crazy. Somebody my size and I get to go with my two training partners. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Just getting the invite to regionals the first year. That was a good year. Uh-huh. That was a good one. Yeah. Okay, for you. Boy, these are hard to shoot from the hip. I know. I'm good at it. You're very good at it. We'll have this be our last one. Okay. If if there was only one way to, like programming workouts, we're going to go there, Okay. So you obviously enjoy the way we've been writing. You've been writing with the flow, with the endurance, with Mm -hmm. the compete, with this and that. If you could pick any of those to redo for your entire life, okay, you had to just do either one. The endurance day, the mainly the focus is long, long duration, tons of reps, lower heart rate ranges. Right. We would say moderate to low. Flow is truly interval. You're going up, mm-hmm. you're going down, you're going up, you're going down. Um, we'll, we'll bring back that kind of the strength hypertrophy day. That will come back eventually. And yeah, so that's in this mix. Or the compete day. You have to pick one of those to do for the rest of your life. Since you write the program, I'd like to know which style of – it's kind of like two-parter. Which, which one of those would you pick? Okay. And kind of can you give me that example workout? Well, obviously, I would pick flow. Okay. Tell why. Is this about my personal likes? It's about personal and you'll obviously you're going to, you're versed in this. So you're going to. So flow being an interval workout, Mm -hmm. 
there's some work to rest ratio. Mm-hmm. So a point in time where you're like elevating your heart rate, you're at high intensity, and then a point where you recover enough where you can go hard in the next time. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that is a super beneficial way to train, not only to increase your fitness, but for longevity. Yeah. Because you can change your work to rest. You can change the intensity and competing every day. I think people know our take on this. It just wears you down mentally Mm -hmm. and physically. Like I was talking to Matt good today and he's like, he's like, you know, physically I feel good, but mentally I cannot bring it today. Nervous system. And I think we saw that today in the workout, which was you did for completion, which is beautiful. Everyone got work done, but they got to just go. And they, they felt good. They were, you know, they rode a 3K. Yeah. They did grace. Yeah. And they did 15 rope climbs. Exactly. That's a lot of work. Yeah. But there was no pressure to go there yeah, that so we already went to in 2022. I would have said the same thing for sure. Because you can still get really, really fit. As we've seen, our gym is currently doing really well in the open. Yeah. Um, you can get really, really fit doing a majority of interval workouts. Yep. With that being said, I would choose EMOMs as a way to train that. Case in point, the first two open workouts were really very EMOM-esque if you... Yes. And I know that is like, oh, they're so like trendy. I don't I don't think EMOMs are very trendy. I think they're underutilized. Yeah. Because you, if someone were to tell me, um, you, you can do this as an EMOM or you can do 10 rounds f- for time... I'm going to rest more in the 10 rounds for time than I would as an email. And it's going to hurt worse. Be- yeah, because the clock is staring you in the face saying yep. it's time to go. Yep. So I I love training imams and you can flow, you can not flow, you can you can technically compete in imams. Yep. Obviously, but I think that is a way to keep your training a little more honest and it's a way for you to essentially be forced to rest. Or forced to pace. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer. Thanks. I mean, like, um, I know a lot of the members will probably listen to uh, Dave Lipson on Talking Elite Fitness. Mm-hmm. He's the co-owner. Cool. I was co-creator. The other, I, was the, I was the other co. But he's mentioned some good stuff in there. And he's he begs the question, like, well, what if I would have went 10% slower mm-hmm. the whole time? Because Dave, people forget, Dave was an animal in CrossFit. Like, you see him now, he was... He was ripping 700-pound deadlifts when little tiny boys were still deadlifting 275 and thinking that that was heavy. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, games. Like, this isn't, you know, if you're listening, you're like, hey, I don't deadlift 275. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he went, he's like, what if I would have been 10% slower? Like, would I have been okay? And he, he kind oh, of Oh, you're talking about so. for longevity in that Yeah, for longevity. No, just longevity in the sport because he got pushed out of it very quickly. Got it. And um, so, yeah. That's good. I think that was good. We had, I don't think we had any comments. We had Tim say huge responsibility for people. Great job. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. You're the man. You're absolutely the man. Well, I think. So fire from the hip. That was. uh, That's pretty good. We go for 20 minutes. Uh, Announcements. We're in the middle of the open. And like Jen said, you guys are absolutely crushing it. I know it almost thinks like, wow, did Jen write these workouts so far? Um, no, she didn't and has mm-hmm. no clue. And hopefully your senior training paid off. If, you, if you're not happy with the score you got or whatever, then you're simply human, right? You're just, you're, you're facing north, right? You're trying to grow. So don't, don't beat yourself up too much. Uh, remember that 
you don't need to define yourself by your score in the open. Mm-hmm. It means absolutely nothing. And But it does give you a good idea. kind of yeah, compass to where to go or where to maybe you always kind of get your toes to the bar or you always do single unders. Yeah, it's just like a great- Ronnie. Ronnie was like, well, Robert Moore had me the other day. He told me, he was like, hey, why don't you just at least do five double unders? You're never going to get better at dubs yeah. by doing singles. And yeah, that's, like that was great. That's the cool thing. Like in our daily training, we – we aim for success, number one. Like everyone mm-hmm. should leave feeling successful. But also, we don't always push that threshold. Yeah. For health and longevity reasons. Yeah. Because we've been doing this for arguably longer than anyone in the state of Michigan, besides a few. Yeah. And uh, we know what it's like to be in that ringer, but uh, we do it for you guys. But the op- doesn't mean that the open is is not a chance for us to be like, hello. Yeah. I would like to get my toes to bar or my double under. So. Yeah. Keep pushing, keep working. We program those things for a reason. Um, You guys are crushing it. Great. Till next time. All right. See you guys next time.